freelancing, where do I start? Definition of freelancer, types of freelancing, starting. Welcome to your freelance friends podcast. In this podcast, we're giving you tips and tricks on how to become a successful freelancer. We're here to guide you through your journey and share some of the things we've learned along the way to save you time and headaches. Our goal is to provide you with information that can be used to give you and your clients the most value, no matter what your niche or experience level is. Exactly. So in today's podcast, which is our, uh, which is our second, second episode, we are going to talk about um, maybe some definition of freelancing and freelancer, um, also about types of freelancing and also on where do we really start if you want to work as freelancers. Um, yeah, so let's start from the first topic right away. Uh, Rita, what do you think? Uh, where do we start with a freelancer or freelancing? Let's start with freelancer. So let's define freelancer um, high level. The dictionary defines a freelancer as doing a particular piece of work for different organizations rather than working all the time for one single organization. The internet, however, has a few other interpretations of a freelancer. Mostly it refers to someone who is not a permanent employee of a company and is open to working for anyone according to a predetermined time frame and payment agreement. Examples of this include writers, designers, performers, support roles or the like, and so much, much, much more. Yeah, I, I remember when I started um, to even think about freelancing, I was like, what does that really mean? And I tried to Google it and I couldn't find anything like very specific, like really honestly. I was like, okay, everyone has different definitions. Who am I as a freelancer? And I remember I found, I have a note on that. I found like um, the word freelancer can be used to describe any person who works online and offline without being constrained to physical working location or work timings. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, this is a very super vogue. I didn't know what to think about it. <laughs> and and I, re I remember that I particularly like the explanation that freelancing is actually maybe not so much like offline, online work, uh, but it's like a lifestyle that any skilled or unskilled individual chooses to achieve their personal, financial, and professional goals. And this is my perfect definition that I really, really liked. Uh, I think it's, it matches my, my personal definition of who am I as a, as a freelancer and also people who I know who work as a freelancers, uh, who, who work as a freelancers and, uh, and enjoy their the personal, financial, and professional development as freelancers. Um, I also think that... Um, there are several um, like misconceptions, especially um, when people try to compare um, freelancers and employees. And I remember once I read on the internet also, um, I also wrote it down, I will, I will read, I will read what, I, what, I, what I had. So somewhere I read, difference between freelancer and employee. Employee, a stable salaried employee, works for a long time doing the same type of work every day on nine to five, working uh, for schedule, expecting a monthly salary and yearly increments. 
He's entitled to get promoted and rewarded based on his performance and his company growth. He's satisfied with his work and able to lead a good life on the salary he gets. He avoids taking any risk and is motivated to get a stable income. Okay, before I say how much I agree and disagree <laughs> with this, I will uh, read the definition of freelancer given on the same, sorry, in the, in the same, on the same website. Freelancer, in contrast, is not restricted by anyone else's policy but his own. He works for one company, and after finishing his projects for the company, he begins searching for the next project. He does not desire or hope for a stable income. He's not interested in a nine-to-five work schedule. He's inclined to work more than, uh, more than that at any time of the day or night as per his choice. He does not want promotions or increments. He takes risk, searches for the possibilities of success and creates his own opportunities for progress. Um, I need to admit that when I read this, I was like nervous. I was like, really, who wrote it? And why would you say that? I know so many people who are super motivated. Uh, they are employees. They are super motivated. They take risks. They want increments, yearly increments. But it's just two different definitions that I don't agree with. I also know freelancers who have nine to five freelancing jobs who actually want promotions and they don't take risks. They might be freelancers working with the same company for years. And, and it's just not true. <laughs> so Rita, what do you think about those two? Yeah. So while I agree with the lifestyle definition that you spoke about, I also, just like you, do not necessarily agree with the difference between a regular employee and a freelancer here. I think either could be unmotivated and or looking not to advance in their career. Um, and either could also ultimately, ultimately be looking for stability and income and other things like schedule, like nine to five, like you were referring to as well. In my opinion, working remote or as a freelancer is the same as any other opportunity that's given to you. In order to be successful, you need to work at it. As a seasoned freelancer myself, I understand that it's important to go above and beyond for your clients and how important your profile rating is when it comes to getting hired. In order to be successful, you must be motivated and hungry for success in anything, freelance versus regular employee or whatever you're doing in life. So that's kind of how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with everything what you said. I think that I would just say that we need to be careful with what we read and always take it with, you know, just being rational. Exactly. And be <laughs> rational. Like, uh, it's not that all freelancers work night and day and they are not looking for, <laughs> for stabilization. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just not true. So be careful with what you read on out there. Um, yeah, but we went through this and I would like to now talk a bit uh, about what types of freelancers there are. Um, so um, we already talked who is the freelancer and there seem to be different types of classifications of freelancers on the internet and out there, let's say. Uh, in general, people t um, talk about different types of freelancers. Um, however, I think that... Um, 
I would like to mention five types uh, of freelancers, the classification um, considering time spent on freelancing work against the time spent on other work or working as an employee. Um, and those five types are independent contractor, moonlighter, I like this, this, this work, moonlighter, <laughs> diversified workers, temporary workers, and the fifth type, I lost that. Where do I have that? No, it's five, right? Ah, uh, no, business owners. This is the fifth one, uh, according to my notes. So let me let me just explain you one by one what does that what what each of those mean. So independent contractor is uh, probably the most uh, general hitting. Uh, this is the person that doesn't have any specific employer. So, for example, a writer who uh, writes for different um, different companies and doesn't have any any uh, long term projects, just short term projects, uh, usually short term projects. Um, and we can see a lot of those people on freelancing platforms, for example. But the same for freelancing platforms applies for moonlighters. However, those people have steady jobs. Uh, and they supplement the income with independent work. Um, the third group is diversified workers, which have mix of income. Um, and they are different from the moonlighters because they don't have like a regular job. They just have different types of income and some of them are freelancing uh, as an independent contractor and some of them uh, have contracts for projects for a longer time. Um, then temporary workers, it's those people who uh, work on specific projects. And they are also freelancers because they are not employees, um, but they have a specified project and timeline uh, to work with someone. And then business owners are um, those people who consider themselves as a freelancers, but uh, have employees. So uh, I would consider myself, I think, in this group right now because I'm not working myself as a freelancer anymore. Uh, but uh, we have Kairos's agency, which I which uh, I manage. I think those those five groups. Um, I think that those are like uh, not very specific definitions. It's not that if you are moonlighter, you will never be like temporary worker. There are projects that are very definite and you'll work for this short time. So yeah, this is the classification that uh, probably makes more sense. However, it doesn't mean that you need to classify yourself as one of those. You can just say, or if you, if you want to describe to someone that you're a freelancer, it's enough, you're a freelancer and then say what you do. For example, I'm a freelancer and I'm a product manager. And I think this is the best specification for every, for every person, just simple. Uh, however, there is another classification that we would like to mention, which is people who work as a freelancers online and offline. Uh, Rita, maybe, maybe I, will, <laughs> I will give you some, <laughs> some time to speak. <laughs> sure, sure. So... Um, in the internet world here, you can be online or you can choose to do your work in person. So online and offline, just as Anna said, um, the titles themselves are pretty self-explanatory. One is usually web-based and one is usually in person. Now you can, of course, also mix the two if you'd like to. Um, myself, I consider myself to be online, but I've worked events in person as well. Um, so mostly online, but I dabble a little bit and in person. 
Um, as I was saying, yeah, as I was saying before, my experience is mostly online. I believe Anna's is pretty much mostly online too. So as far as this podcast is concerned, we're going to concentrate mostly on online rather than in person because those freelancers are the ones who will benefit most from hearing us speak. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I think that this is very important to underline that we will speak mainly uh, to those uh, people who want to work online. Um, just because we have more experience as those freelancers. Uh, however, we just wanted to mention that um, not only people working online are freelancers, there are also freelancers working offline. Okay, uh, so let's move to the third topic, which is probably the most uh, important one, which is how do we restart? Yes. So most importantly, I think is to set up your workspace and get the necessary tools to get the job done. Most supplies and items that you're going to have to buy, you could use as a write-off for your taxes at the end of the year. So don't skimp on what you really need. Next, I would say it's time to explore the platform you would like to use to get a job or jobs. Um, there are several these days to utilize, a few to name, Upwork, Fiverr, Freelancer.com. I'm sure there's tons and tons more. Those are just the top three that come to my head. So the first thing you want to do is pick a platform and make a profile or pick a couple platforms and make a couple profiles. Um, it's important to keep your profile updated just as you would your CV. Learn a new skill? Great. Add it to your profile. <laughs> also consider adding, you know, also consider adding videos to your profile, let your personality come out and um, show people how you are interacting as in an interview process. Um, so you can use videos to send out to job postings, or you can just attach them to your profile so people can kind of see how you're working, how you communicate. Uh, also, a good LinkedIn profile is so necessary, in my humble opinion. Um, when we're talking about LinkedIn, please use quality headshots, use quality material. People can tell if it's not. Showcase yourself here, your experience, your skills, any certifications you have. Once you've beefed up this online presence and set up your workspace, it is time to apply, 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 and apply some more. Yeah, exactly. This, this reminds me, uh, when I started to be a freelancer, when I started to work as a freelancer, I remember, so what I've done as a first thing was doing my pictures and we were in Brazil with my partner and we were doing this like home studio and <laughs> taking pictures. So bad if I remember right now, but they were edited and they looked more professional than any other, you know, selfie picture. So uh, we found it important. And then I remember... We also um, made sure that everything is updated on our LinkedIn, as you mentioned. But I remember also that the first time when I applied to Upwork, I didn't go through. The second, the third, and the same for my boyfriend. And we just, we had working experience. We had good universities. It was not because of that. Mm -hmm. The thing is that when you are applying on those freelancing platforms, sometimes they use those uh, automatic um ways of screening your CV or your your profile. And no matter how good you are, you need to follow what they want <laughs> right. to get accepted automatically. And I remember uh, it was nine times for me and 10 times for my partner to be rejected from Upwork. And then, oh my yeah, I remember it was horrible, but you need to get to know how to do it properly. 
it's not that you are rejected and you are so bad. It's just that your profile is not crafted um, according to the requirements of this platform. So this, I think this is very important when you are starting also. So as, as Yurita said, like, make sure that you know what you have done, put it on your CV, put it on your LinkedIn, get yourself out there um, and apply and apply and apply. <laughs> yes. True at the very beginning and it might be annoying. I know that some people are just like, okay, they start, they apply one month, they are they are just over it. They don't want anymore. And at the very beginning, it's just hard to get the first project. But we are going to talk about it. Uh, also about applying to Upwork, which is the, pro the album platform that both of us um, use the most. Um, probably in the next episodes. Yes. Yeah, I think we'll dive a bit deeper into profiles and platforms our next episode. It's funny. I remember when I first started my online profile presence, I didn't have quite as many issues getting accepted my profile, but it is frustrating at first when you first start and you're putting out all the, these proposals or applications and nothing is biting. But the key here is to stay focused and keep your drive up because eventually something will hit. And once you get that first job, you can start building your ratings and your success rate. And that is what is going to sell you the most is getting the job done for your clients and getting good five star ratings. That's what you want. And you just have to stay focused on that and not get discouraged. This is, this is so true. So true. Okay. So today we, uh, we, uh, touched some important topics. We went through the topic of who really freelancer is and what is the freelancing, this magic word, uh, what are the types of freelancing uh, and types of freelancers and also how do you start? We just touched this topic and starting uh, is a huge topic for the full episode, I believe. So um, yeah, so this is what we touched today. And next time, Lita, what do we have planned? So next time we are going to talk more in detail about online platforms that you can use to start your freelancing career and things you need to do to beef up your online presence, which is so important. So those are our hot topics for next time on Your Freelance Friends. Exactly. Okay, so see you next time, Your Freelance Friends. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it was good again. <laughs> yeah, we're really on a roll here. I liked it. I liked it.